I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> time it is when you hear that horn it's time for frank's power play frank go ahead and somewhat take it away frank all right and we'll start with some breaking news from the nhl as dallas stars head coach ken hitchcock has announced his retirement from coaching Hey, this is actually his second stint with the Stars, and he's been a head coach for 22 seasons. Led the Stars to a Stanley Cup in 1999 and has the third most wins all time with 823. Of course, he had planned to retire after the 2017 season with the Blues, but he ended up getting canned 50 games in, and Mike Yo took over. So he ended up going back to Dallas, and of course, they didn't make the playoffs, and he decided to hang it up. Of course, he's been, he's been around the ripe age of 67. So, great career, though. 823 wins, a Stanley Cup. He's coached Canada to a silver medal at the World Championships in 2008. He was also an assistant coach for the Canadian Olympic team five times, with three of those times winning a gold medal. So, very decorated career. So, hats off to Hitch. As for who replaces him... Sounds like Alain Vigno could be considered for the Stars. Also, Denver University head coach Jim Montgomery, who was almost named the Florida Panthers head coach over a year ago. Dallas Akins, Todd Nelson, and Sheldon Keith, guys who have been successful in the American League, but flopped in the NHL. And, of course, the usual suspects like Dan Bilesma, Dave Tippett, who also had a stint with the Stars and Capitals assistant coach, Todd Reardon, and even Bill Peters, if he gets whacked in Carolina, might get get a call from Jim Nillis. Both gentlemen did have have some time with the Detroit Red Wings organization. So that's the breaking news of the day. Some news, I'll shift to the player safety front. Uh, First thing on that, that side of things is that LA Kings defenseman Drew Doughty was suspended one game for an illegal check to the head of Vegas Golden Knights forward William Carrier in game one of their series. He's on Wednesday night. Uh, that handed down by the Department of Player Safety the other day. And also some news that did come out late last night. Toronto Maple Leafs forward Nazem Kadri will have a hearing Friday for boarding and charging Bruins forward Tommy Wingles. I'll get to more of that game a little bit later. Her, that's some news on that front. And of course, we'll since we're kind of talking playoffs, we'll shift to what has happened so far uh, in these playoffs. We'll start with what happened on opening night, Wednesday, April 11th, as the Winnipeg Jets 2.0. 
I have to clarify that for some people. Well, Picked actually, up you know, it's the Atlanta Thrashers. Yes, I know. Uh, I know. I, there's because I know that my good friend Taylor Phillips was saying people say that this is the first Jets playoff win in franchise history. And he says no, it's not because they ended up winning when they were in Winnipeg in the '90s. Well, technically, that jet, that the old Jets are now the Arizona Coyotes. This I'll just say is the Jets 2.0. Right. They got their first playoff win as a franchise. Highs uh, a 3-2 win over the Minnesota Wild, where there was Joe Morrow who scored the game-winning goal, and also Patrick Laine scored his first career playoff goal. Oh, and of course, in another game, we had a stanky leg alert involving David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins as they put up a touchdown on the Philadelphia Flyers. There's a Sidney Crosby notched a hat trick, including a goal where he batted the puck out of the air. Not the first time he's done that this season. David and I mentioned that he could probably try his hand at baseball and David responded with, he could probably go to Indianapolis, the AAA affiliate of the Pirates, and he could probably still hit above the Mendoza line. And then the other game that night, the Vegas Golden Knights in their first ever playoff game, they defeat the LA Kings by a one nothing score. And for the answer to the trivia question, who was the first player to score a play- the first playoff goal? In the Golden Knights franchise history, that answer belongs to defenseman Shea Theodore, who scored the only goal at 3.23 of the first period. Hit and goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury did the rest, shutting out the Kings. That was also the game where, where, as I mentioned earlier, Drew Doughty committed an illegal check to the head violation. He will be suspended for Game 2, which takes place Friday night. The Thursday night games... As I'll get to them, the light, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Devils 5-2 in Game 1. The Boston Bruins beat the Maple Leafs 5-1 there. A lot of stuff happened in that game that really had fans talking, including the Nazem Kadri hit on Tommy Wingles, and also Rick Nash slew-footed a player from the Maple Leafs. But as for Nash, no word from the Department of Player Safety there. The Columbus Blue Jackets stunned the Capitals in overtime 4-3 as Artemi Panarin, former Chicago Blackhawk, the bread man as he's been known as, scored the game-winning goal and well, for the Jackets at 6-0-2 in the overtime. Um, and there was some controversy there involving Blue Jackets forward Josh Anderson and Capitals forward Tom Wilson as Anderson was ejected for boarding, hanging the game. But upon watching it, it did not look intentional. And, of course, neither player will be suspended. The Predators beat the Avalanche 5-2 in their, for, in their game one. On a game, the Avs led 2-1 to one in one point. But the Predators would score four unanswered goals to take game one in Nashville. And the San Jose Sharks shut out the Anaheim Ducks 3-0 in the final game one of that series. On of the first round. Well, then also you got to remember, Frank, too, that the Caps have been known to get knocked out in the uh, second round of the playoffs. Uh, Veshkin's yeah. never gotten past that. So then to lose to the Co or Columbus Blue Jackets, 
in the first round. Oh, is it another ca Capitals collapse? Now, remember, they didn't win the President's Cup, so, you know, that's they a, little did bit, not. a little less pressure yeah. on them. But still, though, they, if they get another early round knockout, it makes Ovechkin you know, just look terrible in his career. I mean, talented player, individual goals, but team-wise, they just can't go anywhere. You are. I would agree with you on that. I mean, I will make mention of how I predicted some of these series to go. Starting with the uh, games that went in order. I mean, Jets and Wild, I predicted that to be a quick series. I took the Jets to win it in five games. Wouldn't be shocked if that's a sweep because Minnesota is missing a couple of their defensemen, including Ryan Suter, who broke his leg. He's out for the year. Penguins I took in, David's Penguins I took in five over the Flyers, so... The championship run for Philadelphia will probably have to wait for the 76ers to do something. But I wouldn't. But of course, Philly's goaltending is a dumpster fire as Brian Elliott got lit up. Kings and Golden Knights, I expect that one to be a great series. I mean, I've been I've been rooting for the Golden Knights all year, but I just don't I just didn't see this as a great matchup because the Kings have a lot of playoff experience, and while Vegas does have some with guys like James Neal and Mark Andre Fleury, I kind of get I gave the nod to the Kings to win a seven game thriller. And as for the other series, he's I went with Lightning in five over the Devils. I think New Jersey New Jersey has really nothing outside of Taylor Hall, who's candidate for Hart Trophy. Maple Leafs and Bruins, I I took the Leafs to win it in seven and this time last time they met in the playoffs that was a thriller capitals i actually took in six over the blue jackets so i mean i still a lot to change in that one but i think the capitals winning actually the blue jackets winning that one in overtime in game one they kind of made a statement that they could make some noise and of course the, the blue jackets have never won a playoff series in franchise history and last night also was the first time they had won a playoff game away from Nationwide Arena. Predators and Avalanche, that's the only sweep I picked. I figured the Preds would sweep the Avs. I mean, Colorado's a nice story going from a team that was a, was an absolute dumpster fire to getting into the playoffs. But again, I think they rely too much on Nathan McKinnon, who I think will win. He'll be, he's up for Hart Trophy, and the Preds just have too much. Preds are actually my pick to come out of the West and Ducks and Sharks. I took the du I took Ducks and Seven. I just flipped a coin on that one. So what series, what series you got that's going to be as you like to put it, great theater? I would say if you want a series that's going to be theater, I would say pick your poison between Ducks and Sharks because that's those are two division rivals. They don't like each other. I mean. Vegas and L.A. I think will be a good one that'll go the distance because especially since Vegas is playing for the first time, it's not time. And they've kind of made a statement early that they can play a tight defensive game, too, which is what L.A. loves to do. But also Toronto and Boston, I think that one is going to that one as well, because I think you have a Maple Leafs team that they've got young guys who really stepped up last year gave the Capitals all they could handle and this Maple Leafs team I believe is better. I mean you have guys like I mentioned in a video I did Austin Matthews Mitch Marner her and uh, 
Zach Hyman, Patrick Marlowe, some veteran. And also, you got guys from Boston who have been through here as well, uh, like Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron. And plus, the, and there was a lot of, and I think that series is going to be the most nasty because those two teams absolutely hate each other. And we kind of saw that had on Thursday night with the way that there was a lot of physical play going on, a lot of penalties called, and we'll have to wait worth later whether or not Leafs forward Nazem Kadri gets suspended for his actions. And, of course, games that are going on on Friday night, right, we've got three of them, game two between Flyers and Penguins, and Viola, and also Jets Wild. That'll be a Friday nighter. And then the nightcap is Kings and Golden Knights game two. Saturday, there's a pretty good, there's a good slate of games. Four of them. You've got two in the afternoon. Devils and Lightning. Hang Avalanche and Predators at three o'clock. We'll be either on NBC or CNBC. We got an NBC primetime game between Leafs and Bruins at eight o'clock. That'll be on Channel 24 in Toledo. Isn't that coached by and Mike Babcock? The Leafs, yes. Did, did you want him ran out of town? I did not. Oh, okay. I just kind of, I, I kind of knew, figured that he was going, he was going to leave. Like, you know, it's it's his choice. It would suck to lose him. But, of course, maybe it was just, it was best for him to move on. So, he's done, he's done a great, he's done a great job with them. And, plus, I think he's got, he also got knocked out by the Bruins in uh, 2014. He was coaching the Red Wings. And, of course, the other game, Saturday night, Sharks and Ducks at 1030 on NBC Sports Network. And, of course, one TV note here I do have. There are a couple of games, and I want to say it's Devils and Lightning, that are going to be aired on the Golf Channel. Well, that's part of the NBC affiliates. Uh, I, I know, and... I it see it does seem kind. Of, I mean, I understand you're putting it on an NBC affiliate, but I wish you would just put more, put some more games on on the regular network TV. Yeah, I mean, there, how sense. many times have you heard me say, take a note, take notes from what the NBA has done? Saturday primetime games. Now, granted, they are doing one with Toronto and Boston. Let me start to. Start doing some some more of that, and stop trying to put like five like five games on one on one night. I mean, do like four four one night, four another night. Make it nice and even, so you don't have to uh, hunt around for channels to fight to find games to air. And wow. of course, I heard a run. And of course, I did hear a running joke that in a related story, there would be nationally broadcast games between teams who finished in the lottery aired on Nickelodeon. That's a joke. Oh, a joke. That's yeah. all. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I get the joke. But the thing is that they need to broadcast more games on the network. I mean, you know, I I, I kind of think the reason why the NCAA basketball championship was kind of low rated was on TBS. I mean, yeah. not everybody gets TBS, and not to mention it, it, everyone's going to go to the network. I mean, for years it was on the main network i mean i understand it's the cable era and everyone wants to go to the cable networks and stuff like that but at the end of the day if you have it on the main network where all the eyeballs are you might catch a casual fan or two to grow the game and these people aren't catching it. they're thinking well you just go to the bar and watch it well not everybody wants to go to the bar 
on prime time and watch a game. They might want to just sit at home and, you know, have their own beverage or something to drink. You know, I have to go to the bar, buy wings or buy whatever food and then a beverage. So I think all sports, except the NBA, they do it right. I mean, they try to promote the league on the major networks. I mean, yeah, they got stuff on TNT and ESPN during the week, but on the weekend, it's on ABC, and that's what I think NHL needs to do. You need to put the games on NBC. Plus, what's going on exactly. on Saturday? What's going on on Saturday nights? They can't put a hockey game of the week on NBC. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're you're right, and I mean, granted, it is being done in the playoffs. I've mentioned Leafs and Bruins game two will be a Saturday night game in prime time. I mean, that's definitely. That's the first step you got to take, but you can't just be satisfied with that. Well, unless is there more. another game during – I mean, they could have – I mean, I know they're doing it for the playoffs, but they could have started this maybe around January or February where they could have had an NHL game of the week. And, and, and with the stars, too. I mean, you got to promote your stars. but Exactly. Uh, and, and also they could have at least had a Sunday game of the week, too. Maybe a Sunday – I mean, just like how they used to do with the old network, Sunday afternoon game, Saturday prime time. Just starting in like the NBA does. You know, obviously, you don't want to do it in October, November, December because that's college football time. You ain't gonna win that battle. But once January hits and college football's over, that's what they should be pushing. Because, like I said, no one, I, I don't know what comes on Saturday nights on NBC besides Saturday Night Live, which comes on later on. But I mean, come on, the NHL if they want their product to grow, they, they need a better marketing job. Yeah, and of course I've got the Sunday schedule in front of me right now, and the only game there's only one game that's going to be on NBC, and that's Penguins Flyers Game Three. That's a three o'clock start. That's a good one. What? Yeah, but what I really don't like is they're putting. I mean, you're putting Jets Wild at seven o'clock on USA and oh. Blue Jackets Capitals on NBC Sports Network at seven thirty. I mean. Why not move like Blue Jackets Capitals to twelve thirty on, on NBC? Have a Sunday doubleheader, and then you that way you don't have to. Then when you have that, those two games, then put Jets Wild on NBCSN, and then you cap it off with Golden Knights and Kings. Well, yeah, but also you got to remember too. There's golf, and you and there's probably some other partnerships that they've had with the NBC Sports Network. You know, normally they've. Ever since they've lost the NBA, they've tried to grab whatever sports they could with golf, NASCAR, whatever. So, But it does make sense. Why not have a Sunday doubleheader? Because around in this area, usually at 1230, most uh, stations are showing infomercials. I mean, you would want to put on maybe a doubleheader game of the week and really just promote it. Like I said, I just, I just think the NHL... Uh, the way the NBA was so much promoted with that NBC deal and really helped the game become global, they're just kind of basically giving NHL the short end of the stick, you know, moving games around, putting them on the Golf Channel, USA Network. I mean, it's like, come on. And, you know, NHL, or the NHL Stanley Cup Finals is not all on the on NBC Network television. Sometimes it's on the Sports Network. Sometimes it's on the regular network. It's just too confusing. Yeah. I just, yeah, like I said, Look what the NBA has done. They do it right. NHL needs to follow suit. But we'll move on from that and talk about the deadbeat hockey team in this state. As in the, I mentioned. In the mitten. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much 
another year of WBBT syndrome. What's WBBT syndrome? We're bringing the band back together. Oh, okay. Is that a new one you made? Oh. Is that something that you made up, Frank, or? You know, I, I mean, I. Or did you swagger jack that? I, uh, I mean, I've heard, I've heard it used elsewhere before. I find myself using it a lot. I mean, it's just like. We're going to bring the band back together, even though everything sucks. But I saw this interesting tweet from Jeff Moss of the Detroit Sports Rag, who is one of the who is probably the only Holland hater who is bigger than me. <laughs> who is that? Oh, Jeff Moss said, had this tweet said that with added job security, I could see Holland totally tanking next year. And he mentions the young guys. In the organization, like Michael Raskin, Dennis Chalowski, a possible number one pick, Joe Hicketts, and getting Svechnikov, Philippe Kronik on the team in an effort to get net the 29th top guy in 2019, who is Jack Hughes. And Jack's brother, Quinn, is also expected to go in the top five of the draft. So maybe it's a possibility. You could possibly see something there. Is also a tweet from Greg Krupa of the Detroit News says, Holland said he was expecting a minimum of two, maybe four or five guys on the roster next season that were not on the roster at the start of this past season. Now, I could. The thing with that is Holland's going to have to make some moves to clear up space. I really don't know what he will do, but of course, he's also. This is also the same Ken Holland who has said rebuilds take 15 years, and I have to honor contracts. So I mean, I really don't know how to. I really don't know how to take. This. If he do, if he does end up moving somebody, he then okay, and I'll say he's doing the right thing. But it's something I'm gonna have to see first before I actually believe it. So you're gonna just keep hating on those Red Wings. Uh, so this is gonna be a, a, a deadbeat topic for the next year because they're bringing the band back together. Well. I mean, well, keep in mind, I have said on this show that Holland is expected to go to Seattle once they come in, but that's not until 2020. Well, then you so got two the, more years of Holland. Or maybe Holland might get let go. You never know. Well, here's the, here's the thing. This organization just doesn't let people go while they're still under contract because Holland has never fired a head coach ever since he's been GM. The only, I think the only person who's been fired was some um, Russian scout back in the day. Name completely escapes me right now. How? So, I mean, that's something that really worries me. And, of course, Jeff Blaschel brought back his head coach, which that that's a move I don't think is good at all because they've gotten progressively worse and worse every year under him. And with one more year left on his deal, you're essentially bringing back a lame duck. Well, yeah, I mean, but who else is going to, once again, who else is going to coach, Frank? I mean, I mean, I've mentioned- got rid of the Dartmouth Dubby and they got Garden Hire and look what the Tigers are doing. I mean, who's, who are you going to bring in to coach, Frank? Well, the thing, with, the thing with the Tigers is they've actually admitted that they're rebuilding. So you have, so I have, I have that. Oh, okay. Because I mean, it seems like they are. It seems like the Tigers are sort of starting to dabble into the book of Sam Hinkie 
And maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe Ken Holland is starting to to subscribe to that to same book. But I think with that, I'm just going to have to see it first. I mean, I have kind of seen it with the Tigers. They have admitted it's like, hey, we know we suck, but we're trying to do whatever we can so we can get better because that's how it's got to be done. Okay, all right. Anything else on the power play? Um, That'll pretty much wrap it up uh, for my first playoff edition. And as I mentioned, I mentioned all my picks earlier. There was a video on my Facebook of me announcing all of them. I will say that uh, I have a Lightning and Predators Cup final with Lightning taking it all in one of my in a, in a bracket challenge that I did on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay, so Frank, once again, uh, thanks. You always have the insight. What you got going on for the weekend? Uh, not insight on the weekend, but you always have insight on the NHL. But we got going on for the weekend. Oh, uh, this well, this weekend I've got to work Saturday, and then also. Gotta go celebrate my cousin Brad's thirtieth birthday. Mm-hmm. He's just doing just doing something in in Ida uh, at the park there. Just have the friends and family get together, celebrate him being on this earth for thirty years. And plus, this is the same Brad who I've mentioned is the Philadelphia Eagles fan. <laughs> what happened with the all boys trip? Oh, oh, we just oh, that was. It ended up being pretty fun. We went to, we ended up going to Firekeepers Casino. I didn't win squat. Oh, okay. But, uh, Firekeepers uh, Casino. Okay. Yeah, over over in Battle Creek. It's a, it's a, it's pretty nice. The only the only problem, the only thing I don't like about it is people get to smoke in there. Oh, you, oh okay. No, that's not go too good. And also went to uh, to uh, Bell's Eccentric Cafe. Which is on my Bell's Brewery. Got to try a couple of the of the drinks there, a couple of the beers there, and then we ended up just hitting up a couple of bars around town and calling it a night. No, well, the, the main question that we have, Frank, is: Was there any women? Um, and the answer is probably no. Well, the only females who were present were those at the bar who coming up having conversations with us. But there was a two. It wasn't really too much of it. I, it, we were just. I think it was just more of a. I think we were just kind of going just to kick back, relax, and have enjoy ourselves just before, especially for me, before baseball season really got going. <laughs> That's right. And you can listen to, uh, basically, if you listen earlier, you can listen to his uh, tales from the diamond as he had a first as a varsity. Uh, official. So, Frank, seemed like you had a pretty good weekend and week. Well, that I did. Now I'm just hopeful that that the, that the weather doesn't get goes completely to hell next week because I could end up having at least a couple of games scrubbed if it gets too cold and rainy, which sucks. Well, but by next week, though, we'll be in the midst of the playoffs. That's right. NBA playoffs getting going, too. That's Exactly. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I, th- I also I'll say this real quick about these NBA playoffs. What's that? I th- this is probably the year where I think it it's it's a bit it's a bigger crapshoot than it's been in years past. Yeah, because of the injuries and everything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you have you have 
have the Cavs as a four seed, but I don't I don't think anybody's going to want to play that because we've all seen what LeBron does in the playoffs. He just able to flip the switch and. You, if you're going against him, get the hell out of the way. Right. If you're going to king him, you might as well king him. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I think the East is going to come down to Cleveland. And I, I would say I would say probably the Sixers because I think Boston without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. And I'm really not that sold on the Raptors at all. I mean, granted, I like what Dwayne Casey has done with them. Um, but I'm just not, I'm just not a I'm not a big believer in them. West probably going to come down to Golden going to come down to Golden State and Houston, and if that's the, your Western Conference Finals, that is going to be theater. Right, as we like to say, good theater. Even though we were talking a little bit about hockey, you get off subject and wander into the NBA playoffs in your power play, though. But Frank, like I say, thanks for calling in. I know you got to get up to Marinci and umpire a game, so you have a good weekend, man. All right, thank you, Derek. All right, that was Frank Vashner on the phone lines with you, giving you some of his insight on his NHL power play. And you can always check out his NHL power play and his Tales from the Diamond on WHT's After Further Review podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We hit you up with the iPhone or even, you know, your Android. You can listen to us or, you know, download the SoundCloud app and, and get with us. Also, we're always on After Further Review on Saturdays, 11 to 1. We'll take a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll have David, the man of God, Harris, and a couple of his topics next here on 88.3 WCTs. After further review.